Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. Welcome back, everybody. I'm fortunate enough to have Robert Peng back with me again for our third session. And Robert Peng is a master of Qigong and an amazing teacher. And uh, we're lucky enough to have him again today to talk a little bit more about Qigong practice. And Robert, welcome back. I'm going to ask you if you can tell us a little bit about how you conduct the work that you do today, maybe what, how it connects to your teacher and teachers and what they wanted from this and how this trajectory is moving into the future and a little bit more about what Qigong practice is like. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I remember when I was, um, uh, when I was even in high school, my master always urged me to say, you should, you should have a good grade. I mean, you have to study hard, you have to study, you have to study well, and um, you have to go to university. Yeah. I think he has a vision at that time. Because when, uh, when he's talking with us, he said, well, I have, he didn't say the vision. He said, well, you, he said, I have, uh, all my other disciples are mountaineers or the farmers. Yeah. And you are the only city boy among all the disciples. And I feel you have something big to do and you should have higher education to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, at that time I was very blind. <laughs> you know, I said, well, I, I, I would like to do it, of course. And what should I do? I love English as soon as I learn it. Yeah. So I said, well, let me try to major English as my college. So I uh, studied very hard and then attended the entrance exam. Then I was enrolled in, as the English majors for four years. So I get my Bachelor of English and American Literature. Yeah. Well, at that time, I was just thinking, well, I need to have higher education. Well, they give you a good job, of course. Yeah, after my graduation, I, um, uh, uh, I stayed in university teaching English for another six years. But without knowing too much is that actually nowadays, look, I'm using English big time. I'm living in the English world, teaching Qigong, yeah. So each time when I record this, I actually I get goosebumps. I say, my master, he really sees this. Yeah. So before, uh, I was very shy, you know, intimidated to say, well, I have a mission to spread Qigong cultures. Yeah. But now the more I am teaching now in Western world, the more I feel that mission is mine. Yeah. Mission of spreading Qigong culture. Yeah, because it is such a beautiful practice. Yeah, and someone asked me, I said, "What are you? What is you? Uh, 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 like, how do you see the future of Qigong?" Well, I said, "Well, it should be able to reach to everybody. Yeah, in the world, 
is so simple to practice, it's so meaningful, it's so profound, it should be at least like uh, uh, yoga. Yeah, everybody, even if they don't practice, they know about yoga, yeah, they heard about yoga. And my dream, yeah, is that everybody know about Qigong. The best is that they can practice Qigong. So with this mission in my mind, yeah, I begin to teach at that time in China, yeah, like you mentioned in the in, in introduction, within five years, I taught 150,000 students. You know, at that time, uh, it is all personal. Yeah, you go to the place, you teach. Of course, in China, it's different. It's easy to get big number, <laughs> right? Yeah, you get a few thousand people, like just prepare for two months. It's not a big case, yeah, because we can go to workers' union, and a lot of factories, they have like 20,000, 50,000 workers and uh, no advertisement. It's just workers union say, tomorrow at the stadium, we do Qigong. <laughs> then we have 20,000 people. Uh, sorry, we have 2,000 people. We have 5,000 people. So, of course, it's very different the way uh, to teach in Western world. I met Bob Hawke, the prime minister. Yeah, sadly, he just passed away uh last year but um he was the first one uh who met me when i was teaching in uh in china then he said well you should go to australia yeah he introduced his uh daughter uh to learn and get a treatment from me because she had chronic fatigue syndrome for seven years yeah and they in winter time, it's very hard for her to go through. She has to stay in bed like for, for one or two months, couldn't get up. Uh, but staying with us for about one month, getting treatment and practice in Qigong, she looked 10 years younger. And then, of course, they went back to Australia and then uh, the newspaper, the Women's Weekly, and they begin to report the story. Then they begin to say, well, you should go to Australia. Of, at that time, I have no plan but i speak english i said why not try so i begin to visit australia and the difference is total right the uh, the uh, the people's understanding of qi of course is totally different from uh, that in china so it took me a few years to learn how to teach in western world because the way to to express the qi it's very different because in China, Qi, although not everybody practices in Qigong, but the Qi is a concept that is in our blood. Like we say, elect electricity, we call it electrical Qi, right? Uh, gas, we call it oil Qi, yeah. When you uh, are high, we say, oh, your Qi is up. So the chi concept is in our uh, blood. So we don't need to re-educate them what chi is. You just say chi, then everybody knows. But in Western world, especially at that time, uh, uh, you have to use some special ways to really illustrate the chi. So all the all these years, then I learned. So in my teaching, you may, yeah, you have experience. I don't use too much term. Yeah, I try to limit 
the term of the qi, which is a heavy burden for a non-Chinese speaker, but more the ways of bringing my students or the audience into the flow of the qi. So it is experiential. It is the things that you experience, then you are convinced. They say that is a really beautiful stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so you don't need me to convince you. You convince yourself. That's how uh, my understanding of the difference of making the qi, at least qigong teaching, different. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time using the. Um, PowerPoint animations, yeah, to make it simple and easy, yeah. And then I find uh, even a lot of students or even a lot of Qigong teachers, they practice Qigong for 20 years, 30 years. They come to me, they say, Robert, it's so interesting. I practice Qigong so many years, but it seems that to attend these two hours of class with you, it's all these years of practice summarized, yeah. I say, I'm very happy to hear this actually, yeah, because that is that affirms that gave me the affirmation that my mission is on its way and it's on its right way. And now I begin to, uh, for all these years, I'm teaching all around the world. Yeah, I went to uh, Denmark, I went to, uh, you know, um, Holland and Switzerland, of course, in America, I go West Coast, East Coast. Yeah, West Coast, we have 1440 Modiversity, and the East Coast, I teach a lot with Kripalu and especially Omega. Yeah, because Omega, I have a lot of project, projects with them. And of course, now the COVID 19, uh, we uh, uh, transferred a lot on online teaching. Well, I started online teaching webinars two years ago. So um, it's for me, it's not a big shock to shift. It's a big pleasure for me. And, and then uh, although they have to cancel all this uh, uh, on-site teaching, uh, I'm gonna make it um, online. So teaching online is another beautiful experience. That's well, what I noticed. Once you put yourself in that energy flow, the distance is not a matter. Yeah. So when I'm leading the online course, I I still feel the connections of all my audiences and uh, through the chanting, through all this involvement, actually I find a good benefit more than on site is because you're just in front of the camera and they say, for example, I want to show which exactly the posture of my hand is. Actually, online is more advantageous because you can see the zooming shot of how my hand looks. If it is on side, you have a hundred people, people at the back cannot see clearly, right? So uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I feel very blessed, like with those technologies, I feel blessed with the, um, uh, with the endorsement of my master's chi, and I feel blessed with all this upcoming interest of this energy uh, uh, practices. So now more and more and more people yeah, are aware that there's existence of the qi or qigong. Yeah. Actually, there's a funny thing uh, is that when I, I, I 
I practice, I have my office, yeah, in New York City. I see clients, I teach students. Of course, some clients came to me um, beforehand. They have never heard about Qigong. It's referred by the friends. But after treatment, then they went out, then they say, oh, next time when they come, they say, oh, it's so interesting. All of a sudden, I saw so many signs of Qigong and Qigong massage, <laughs> whatever. And they say, that's so interesting. I didn't notice that it's already there. Yeah. It's just I don't have my eyes open to that. Yeah. But through the work on them, then their awareness open, then they find actually a lot of people are beginning to do that. Yeah. So my mission is to bring the, the you know, the essential, the, 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 uh, the original uh, Qigong elements to teach and also is to awaken uh, everybody's awareness of the qi existence and also the qigong teaching yeah i hope that is a a good dream that it can make it keep on going for the rest of my life well robert you're doing an amazing job of spreading this message of qigong to a wider and wider audience and i you know you used the analogy earlier of yoga and i think that's a that was a really good one because yoga went over the course of the years from something that that practically nobody knew what it was to now yoga is so commonplace that there probably isn't a town in the United States that doesn't have a yoga school in it. So it's become so much a part of our everyday life. And now Qigong uh, through your work is really gaining a lot more prominence. A lot more people are aware of what Qigong is and how it benefits us. Before we close our final session, though, I was hoping that you could take the listeners through some experience. What can we do with Qigong without actually seeing you? What could you share with us? Uh, well, I think we can do, let me see, what is a good thing that we can do for a few minutes? Um, we can do nourishing qi. Okay, it's like a meditation. All right? Great. The nourishing chi, actually, uh, I have a big story about that, you know, because when I, uh, uh, when I was with my master to start with the martial arts, you know, this is very dynamic and moving all the time, moving chi this way, the other way. Then uh, uh, I was so enthusiastic. Then he, one day he said, well, you should uh, nourish your chi. You should let your chi to work for you. I said, well, how does to, to do that? It's the static way of doing the qi, yeah. Is to nourish the qi, allow the qi to work. The simple image is to imagine your whole body is like a sponge soaking in a hot tub. You know, when you put a sponge in a hot tub, the, 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 the sponge absorbs all this warm water happily. They, they soak in it, right? So that's the image that we should use when we have uh, like a few minutes of break and uh, okay sorry when we have um, when we have that is the that is a beautiful exercise that when you have a minutes a few minutes to break or before you go to bed don't just go into sleep right away put that image with it yeah it will be beautiful. 
let's do about two or three minutes with this. You just follow my guidance, all right? So, right. Um, <clears throat> so anyone, yeah, who uh, is listening now, yeah, you can sit down or lie down even, yeah, lie down and close your eyes. Imagine you're like a sponge soaking in a hot tub. Open every tiny pore of yourself. Emerging in this ocean of the chi. Floating in this ocean of the chi. No effort. Just feel that floating flow energy merging into you and tell yourself, I am in chi. Chi is in me. A blessing in Chinese. I am in Qi. Qi is in me. You can also imagine you are like a little boat floating peacefully in this beautiful ocean and slowly vanishes into the mist of the ocean. Now bring awareness to your lower torso. Imagine over there, there's a tiny smiling face. And this tiny smiling face is like bubbles in the water and slowly rising towards your heart. Cross your heart, keep rising towards your neck, your head, and on your face, pop open a broad smile. And the smile is like sunshine, shining on every tiny pore of yourself. Every single cell is like morning dew, reflecting the sunshine of your smile. Just soak in this ocean of smile, feel every part of your body is blessed with your joyful chi. Now with a beautiful smile, take deep inhale and contentedly sigh out. As if you just had a beautiful drink, all right? Again, inhale. And with a beautiful smile, slowly open your eyes and look around to find everything around you is smiling at you, smiling back at you, nodding at you with a beautiful affirmation of who you are and what you are.
Thank you. That was beautiful, Robert. I can feel the chi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to. uh, Sorry, go ahead. Some of our listeners will undoubtedly want to get in touch with you. So um, what contact information can you share with us? Uh, you, we, uh, you can go to my website, robertpeng.com. Uh, that is uh, the one that can get all my informations because uh, I always update it with information like that. And um, uh, robertpengqigong at gmail.com, that is my email address. Or, you know, go to the website, should be okay. Well, uh, just for information, uh, for, for uh, news, if you uh, have time with this, I'm going to have a 10-day workshop online at the end of this month, May 28, for 10 days, every day, two and a half days. That is to replace the five days of uh, on-site teaching in Omega, <laughs> because we have to cancel that. So, uh, yeah, anyone who is interested, uh, you can uh, go to my website and click the link. I'm working on it. So in a few days, we're going to begin to uh, tell the people. Seems we're talking now, yeah. So robertpeng.com, and let me spell peng for our listeners. So Robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, peng is P, like Paul, E-N-G.com, Robert Peng. Com. Robert, right. so much for thank you so much for spending time with us today. I think our listeners really learned a lot over the course of these three sessions. So thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Have a good day. This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.